We're so happy to be in your presence once again today with the seed of the day. I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond of Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And today we'll continue doing this pandemic and this time of uncertainty. And we're lifting up everybody in prayer that they maintain and be encouraged and stand fast on the ground of Jesus Christ. But there is a message for us today, and that message is, how do we forgive? So many people are dealing with unforgiveness in their life, and it causes them to have many problems in their life. But to God be the glory, the Bible says that we are overcomers, and we don't have to carry that grudge or that um, sickness of hate with us. We can be an overcomer, and that overcomeness comes with the blood of Jesus Christ. When you look at the scripture found in Genesis, the 50th chapter, the Bible tells us about a man by the name of Joseph, who was a good man. Um, there's nothing in the Bible tells us where he retaliated, where he hated, uh, where he tried to do wrong to his brothers. Every situation he went through in his life, God brought him to that point for he could get the glory. And he went from the pit all the way to the palace. He went from being sold into slavery by his brothers, his own brothers, to the point where he was uh, 14 years later being second in command to Pharaoh ruling Egypt. And the Bible tells us the reason why he had so much favor is because he loved God and he did not try to retaliate or try to get even. He didn't hold revenge in his heart. He forgave everyone that did him wrong. And that's the power of love. But in that 50th chapter of the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us that um, in four, chapter 49 of Genesis, Joseph's father blessed his sons. He had 12 sons and one daughter. And the Bible says that um, when Joseph's father, Jacob, blessed his children before he died, the Bible says he was getting ready to pull his feet into the bed and close his eyes and give up the ghost. He blessed his children and he blessed um, all of his children except for two, the ones who had done wrong, who had slept with his, um, his wife. So he had one brother that even slept with his father's wife and concubine. So they didn't receive blessing, but those two that lost the blessing, the favor went over to Joseph. Now Joseph had been sold into slavery by his brothers at a young age. He had some family issues. And the Bible said that um, because he was a dreamer and his father loved him a little bit more than all the other brothers, he made him a coat of many colors and showed favoritism toward him because he was able to see dreams and to see visions. And one of his dreams, he he told his father that all his brothers would come and bow down to him one day. And because he said that his brothers did not like him, they hated him, all because he was a dreamer. And they had the opportunity one day when he came out to help them out in the wilderness and they decided to kill him. And then came up with a plan that they would take his coat of million colors, take it back to their father, put blood on it, 
and say that one of the animals had killed him to their father. For the father loved Joseph because he was one of his favorite sons. But one of the brothers named Judah said, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him to some band of Egyptians and um, sell him over to them. And they'll put him into slavery and take him back to Egypt. But what the devil meant for bad, God meant it for good. Every time we have to go through troubles in our life, we have to not just look at the trouble, we have to look at what God is going to do out of the trouble. We have to look and see what God is doing in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this storm. God is moving on our behalf. And like the old people said, that um, when a nest falls from a tree and is cracked, the eggs are cracked also. So Joseph had some issues from his family. You got to look, um, many times we uh, uh, have some cracked eggs in our lives because of our family members. Uh, we've been molested, we've been um, let go, we've been let down by our parents, rejected by our family, and that causes us to have hate in our life and hold on to grudges for the rest of our life. But right now we have to let those things go. When you look at the life of Joseph, by the time he was 17 years old, he had seen his sister uh, Dinah, um, she was raped, and his two brothers went and got revenge over her rape and killed many men in the city where she was raped. He lived in a house where his father was a trickster. Uh, he was known for being a trickster, even tricked his own brother out of his birthright by Isaac. Uh, then also he grew up in a family where it had two wives and two concubines and each one of them had children for his daddy. So imagine growing up in a house where jealousy and all those things were um, prevalent. And he, by, he was the second to the youngest, so he saw all of these things. So he came from a broken home, a, a cracked nest, and when you got a busted nest, you got some cracked eggs. So everything that he had done, he, he had seen something in his life that would have been worth giving up on living and he, he, would have, he had the right to claim that he came from a broken family so he could hate his brothers, he could hate his family, he could hate his father, but he did not do that. He held close to Jesus Christ and when they sold him into slavery at 17 years old, he did not let what he had been through control his circumstance. And too many times we let people, uh, the issues that people have with us become an issue with us. And we can't let that happen. If somebody doesn't like you, so be it. But you don't hold a grudge and hold hatred in your heart. If somebody talks about you, so be it. You don't have to talk about them. You don't have to hold revenge in your heart. Let God fight your battle. And when God fights your battle, he puts you on an elevation that no man can touch you. But what Joseph did, the Bible says he was a, um, a type of Christ because God was calling him to one day provide for his family and take care of them in time of famine. And we know it was 14 years later, um, now he's 30 or 31 years old, his own brothers have to come back to him in chapter 50 to find food for them to eat. And that was the plan of God. God is able to look down the road and see what's coming. And he sees the potential that he has in you. 
So all that he went through for 14 years, the Bible said he was sold into slavery. He stayed there for a few years. He got a job in um, Pontifus' house, and his wife accused him of trying to make advances toward him because he was a good-looking fellow, and the Bible said he was strong in stature. So she lied on him. He went back to jail. And so when, while he's in jail, he finds favor from the jail um, organizer. And he becomes ruler of the jail. But he finds two friends that he could depend on, hopefully. And they were going to bring his um, case in front of the king. But then when they got released, they forgot all about Joseph. So he got let down by the baker and the, and the cupbearer. And they did not uh, remember him when they got out. But then God gave him a, a, a gift of interpreting dreams. And that's the way God operates. Your gift will make room for you. Uh, you have some gifts that were given to you by God. It might be teaching. It might be um, they have the anointing of a caregiver. might have an anointing of just being someone who loves and prays. Your gift will make room for you. And that's what happened with Joseph. His gift made room for him to be put in front of um, the king of Egypt and tell him what the dream was all about. And because he interpreted that dream the right way, he was released from jail. They washed him, cleaned him up, brought him in front of the king, and he became second in command of Egypt and became the one who provided for the whole nation to have food for them to eat in the years of famine. So the first thing that he had to do, he had to release um, all that tension and all that hatred toward his family. And that's what you have to do today. If you want to learn how to forgive, you have to release and let it go. And when you release, you can't go back to it. You have to turn away from it. Whatever that issue is, you have to pray about it and release it if you want to move on with your life. Then after you release it, you have to redefine yourself. Don't let that issue uh, become your issue and control the rest of your life. Don't let it eat at you where you have sickness and high blood pressure. Let whatever somebody did, somebody said, whatever somebody's doing in your life right now, move on, release it, and redefine your life where it doesn't matter what that person is doing. And then after you redefine yourself and get closer to God and make your mind up that you're a Christian and you're going to follow God's lead, then you have to resist. Because every once in a while, that temptation is going to come up and you're going to want to hate and you're going to think about that situation, what that person did. But you have to resist the temptations of the devil and move on with your life. So release, redefine yourself, and resist what the devil will bring back up in your life. Because the Bible says uh, that you have to forgive your enemies. In Luke 6, chapter 36 to 38, it says that you have to forgive and move on. In Colossians 3rd chapter 13 verse, the Bible says that you should not seek revenge because vengeance is the Lord's and it belongs to him. In Proverbs 24 and 29, it says don't um, try to do the same thing your enemy did to you. Because remember, the same God that loves you also can love your enemy. And you have to ask for forgiveness in order to receive forgiveness from the Almighty God. Because one day we have to stand in front of God and stand and give an account for all that we have done. Uh, even in um, Colossians 3 and 13, it tells us about 
how we should um, have forgiveness in our heart. First, we have to forbear. Forbear means to no more revenge is in your heart for that person or situation. So we have to forbear our neighbors. We have to carry that load. As long as you ask God to forgive you and repent of your sin for hatred, you let that person go on about their business. You don't have to make them forgive you. All you have to do is take it to God. He is your high priest. So we have to forbear each other. Then the second we have to forgive. Forgiveness is mean, means to what? Let it go on your behalf. You can't make somebody forgive you. But the next thing we have to do, we have to love our enemies. Uh, when you love your enemies, you take coal and put on their head, according to the Bible. A heap of coal goes on top of their head when you love them when they try to despitefully use you. But stand fast in the kingdom of God. And after you love them, then you have to pray for them. The Bible says pray for your enemies, that they have success in their lives and not um, be hindered by hatred towards you. And watch what God will do, because you'll become an overcomer, because you're forbearing, forgiving, loving, and praying for your enemies. Don't let nobody steal your joy. The Lord restores my joy, and, he, and I can rest in Christ. So don't let the devil rob you of what um, God has for you. Don't let him take your joy. Don't, don't let him take your love. But stand strong in the word of God. There may be somebody out there today who may not know Jesus. And I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I repent of my sins. I want you to come into my life and be a strong tower in my life. I give my life over to you to follow your lead forever. Send the Holy Spirit to indwell in me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, you believe by faith, this may be the very best day of your life. Go get in a good Bible teaching church where you can hear about the testimonies of what people are doing and how God loves his people by the word of God. Remember, we love you at Neely, and we ask you to keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be helping somebody along the way. Be blessed.